Take 10 seconds and praise the Lord Jehovah God. Give him praise, honor, and glory. He's always worthy of our prayers. Thank you, Lord. Glory, hallelujah, to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We thank you and we love you and we thank you for loving us. We're blessed to be here this morning on this fifth Sunday in the month of May here in the year 2021 at Ronald Salem Missionary Baptist Church located just outside of the wonderful town of Garysburg, North Carolina, and we're located uh, here in beautiful Northampton County. Our church motto is that we, this is the end of your search for a friendly church, and we're so, so devoted and we're so focused on trying to live up to that motto. We have um, a church mission statement and it comes from the book of St. Matthew the 28th chapter the last two verses Jesus said go ye therefore and make disciples baptizing them in the name of the Father Son and Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you and lo I am with you always even until the end of the world amen this is Memorial Day weekend so we take this moment to uh, salute not only uh, those who are veterans still living, but we also certainly salute and well, we recognize and we celebrate the lives uh, and we give God thanks for the lives of those military men and women who so bravely uh, fought for freedom in this country and for this country and for other nations around the world. And they made the ultimate sacrifice that they gave up their lives so that we could have the freedoms we have today. So we thank the Lord for the lives and the memories of those brave men, men and women, and we, we salute their families. We salute the military families of those who gave their lives, and not only military, uh, all branches of service, but also law enforcement. And, you know, we think about within the church our own uh, brothers and sisters in Christ who have gone on before us, and so we just want to take this day to anyone that you love and anyone that has had an important um, meaning in your life to just recognize and pay tribute to them uh, today and again over on tomorrow, which is the actual day. And of course, we know that some have started uh, their celebration events even as early as Friday of this past week. So again, uh, we at Roanoke Salem Missionary Baptist Church, we recognize and we celebrate the lives of those who have given their lives in service, military, law enforcement, first responders, and of course, just our own brothers and sisters in Christ and those who have just gone on before us that did what they could to make this world a better place for all of us to live. We're going to have now an uh, opening selection from our um, 
musicians. I want to thank, uh, want to thank uh, Derek and thank April and Jasmine and Steve uh, for getting here early and getting this set up. We're inside the sanctuary today because, number one, uh, the weather forecast was raining outside. And number two, we are preparing to have uh, come back into the sanctuary and begin having services uh, in the sanctuary again, and I'll talk more about that later. But so this is a day of preparation for us. I want to go ahead right now and welcome Sister Lily and Squire. You'll see her standing behind me. Uh, she is a uh, uh, one of our uh, beautiful sisters of this church, a long uh, devoted member of Roanoke Salem, and one of the most beautiful singing voices that God has ever anointed. So we're looking forward to her singing uh, with the musicians this morning. Uh, we thank God for Steve and Elijah and Marvin and Ricky, uh, as they are so always faithfully here giving us music. So come on, let's have an opening selection now, and we'll continue on with the order of service. Just let me live by your word. 
done, servant. That's when you conduct me to my heavenly home. Oh, thank the Lord. Yes, we will now. Oh, yeah. Till Jesus. We gotta work on until my Jesus. That's when, that's when we'll gather home. We will, yes, we will, church. while we're on this side of eternity because once we take our last breath and we step into the other side there's nothing else we'll be able to do to help change people's lives and possibly draw them to Jesus Christ anymore our opportunity to do that will have passed so while we have that opportunity now let's work thank you so much Lily and thank you to um, the the hottest church band in the land amen they got it going on got to figure out a good name for them. haven't thought of one yet, but I'm, I'm thinking about one. Let us continue on with the order of service. First of all, want to formally welcome those of you who are with us this morning by way of Facebook Live. Thank you uh, for deciding to worship with us here on this Sunday morning. To those of you who are on our conference call number, we also welcome you and thank you as well. I um, want to just say talk just for a second now about the fact that um, we're going to begin having services back in this sanctuary as of next Sunday. If the Lord so, so allows, first Sunday in June will be our first uh, worship service as a church family back in this sanctuary since March, since the second Sunday in March of last year. So it's been well over a calendar year, and we're very, very excited about that. Uh, for those who choose to come, let me just share with you very quickly. First and foremost, uh, we will continue to observe all the protocols that we can to uh, be as safe as we possibly can. Nothing is 100% guaranteed, but we're going to do all that we can. So that means uh, we will be wearing masks in the sanctuary. Those of you who come next Sunday here, uh, we will be wearing masks in the sanctuary. Uh, we will have uh, socially distanced seating arrangements so people will not uh, be right on top of one another, so to speak. Um, there will be socially distanced seating arrangements. We will provide you with masks if you don't have one, but if, please bring your own, wear your own mask. If you don't have one, we will provide one for you. 
We'll have hand sanitizer here. For those who feel they want to wear gloves, we, will we have gloves available too if you so feel you want to wear gloves while you're in the sanctuary. When you come in, your temperature will be taken. There will be one way that you come into the sanctuary and you will exit another way. Uh, and then we'll talk to you more about things when you get here next Sunday as far as uh, protocol uh, in terms of using our restroom facilities and those kinds of things. So the sanctuary will be open and the fellowship hall will be open as well. But we are very, very much looking forward and we're grateful to the Lord that we plan on having our first worship service with our church family members present here in the sanctuary next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Um, we plan on doing that first Sunday in June. want to also ask you that if you will, can and will, those who can and will, uh, tune in to our call in on Wednesday night during the time of our Bible study, which is 6.30, 6.30 Eastern Standard Time for those who may be in different time zones. 6.30 this Wednesday night, please um, call in on the conference line and we will talk more about our plans for first Sunday in June and moving forward at that. Also, let me just, as by way of reminder, uh, we will have Sunday school. We will have Sunday school uh, starting next Sunday morning again as well. And we will start Sunday school at 9 a.m. And Sunday school will be from 9 a.m. until 9.50. And then if everything goes as we pray and believe it will, we will start the service on time at 10 a.m. Amen. Want to take time right now to just um, congratulate, first of all, all of our students in Northampton County, Halifax County, uh, the surrounding counties, the Roanoke Valley, every, every area that is encompassed in the Roanoke Valley. Want to, want to congratulate all the students uh, for those who have already, uh, the school year is over for you. Some places we know that uh, kids are still in school and may be in school through sometime next month. But if your school year has ended, congratulations. We are proud of you because we know going back to last year dealing with COVID, and again this year, many of you still were in virtual school. And so you had a lot of challenges as you tried to uh, make sure you got your work done and got it turned in in a timely manner virtually. And I, I know that was very hard for a lot of us. Certainly not only hard for the students, but hard for parents and guardians and grandparents and whomever it was that was trying to uh, make sure that you could continue your education, and certainly for all the uh, educational staff, public schools, private schools, those of you who were homeschooling, I'm not going to leave you out either, we're, but, but to the students especially, we're so proud of you uh, for, first of all, just completing the school year. And uh, as I have done and as Pastor Sessoms did before me, if you share with me accomplishments of your students, your, your, your students, your children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, whoever it is, you share with us their accomplishments in school, we will gladly share them um, publicly because we want these young people to know how proud we are of them. Um, I want to share just a couple of accomplishments this morning. Uh, Miss Nevaeh Barner, Miss Nevaeh Barner, um, who is one of our youngest members here at Roanoke Salem. She has uh, graduated from pre-K at the Clara Hearn uh, Elementary School. And she graduated from pre-K and now she's on her way to kindergarten next year. And I have a letter here that I'm not gonna read, but um, it says in the spring of 2020, your child scored 
63 out of 100 in the Bridges screen three tests. But then when we screened your child this month, listen to this, she scored 90.5. She went from 63.5 to 90.5 out of 100. So what a tremendous increase, and we're just so proud uh, of Nevaeh and her accomplishments. So Nevaeh, proud of you, baby, and, and, and Mama Deborah, proud of you. Uh, for doing all you can to hang in there with them. Then uh, I want to also highlight the accomplishments of Miss Jasmine Tiana Smith, my doll baby, who's here in the sanctuary this this morning. Um, she made she has finished um, first grade, second grade, on her way to third grade. Amen. On her man, time is flying. She's on her way to third grade. She was on the principal's honor roll. Amen. And not only was she on the principal's honor roll, she got an achievement for citizenship and five or six of her classes she got an achievement award for every one of those classes that she was in but most importantly she got that citizenship award and she was on the principal's honor roll and so she's on her way to third grade next year and we just thank her we're proud of her proud of her mother april and her grandmother Gigi and pop pop and uh april's dad uh, all of them uh brother al for their supporting um, and, and my wife, Julia, and all them who have supported Jasmine over this past, uh, going back to last year into this year, because again, it has been very challenging. Jasmine's older brother, Joshua Keith Billups, who's in Elizabeth City, uh, he graduated from 10th grade, promoted to 10th grade to 11th grade. So he'll be a junior in high school this year, and he also uh, was on the honor roll. So we're so proud of Joshua as well. And then last but not least, Mr. Aaron Hunter. Mr. Aaron Hunter, a member of the church, and Mr. Aaron graduated from Ronald Crappis High School this year. So we're so proud uh, of Aaron, man. I mean, the time has flown. Eric has, uh, Aaron graduated. He, he was always an honor roll student his entire time there. And uh, he's making a decision now as to where he will go on to college next year. I think he's got it down to one or two places, but, you know, we'll find out more later. But we just want to say to Aaron and his mother, Sabrina, his grandmother, Miss Page, and all the other folks in his life who have been supportive of Aaron as he's made this journey. And now he is a high school graduate, and we're so proud of him as well. So, again, all the students in the Roanoke Valley, we're proud of you, your accomplishments on this past year, especially how challenging it was from last year and again going into this year. But with God's grace and mercy and your own immediate group of family and friends and your own dedication, you've made it. So one more we're going to salute you one more time and thank God for how well you have all have done on this year. I want to just quickly say that, as always, we thank you for your giving to support the ministry of Roanoke Salem Missionary Baptist Church and all the various things we do um, in this community at the state level and yes even worldwide uh, we are giving money right now to uh, go to a church over in india uh, a pastor from a church in india we call him pastor raj he has a name that's very long and kind of hard to pronounce but he told us just call him pastor raj pastor raj came and preached uh, to us in 2018 and um Pastor, it might have been 2019, and Pastor Raj has reached out to me to talk about, and many of you have heard about what's going on in India and how COVID-19 is still just devastating people's lives there. 
And so we're going to do what we can to be supportive in a financial way. Uh, and that's, again, when you give to this church family, uh, we are using that money to, for, certainly to carry on the, the in-house and local ministries of Roanoke-Salem. But again, also we support uh, efforts to help people at the state level, the national level, and even at the international level. So thank you for your generous giving. Those of you who live in the area, you can come here uh, any Monday, Wednesday, or Friday between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. and give your tithes and offerings. You certainly can mail in your tithes and offerings if you so choose. That's at P.O. Drawer Z, Garysburg, North Carolina. P.O. Drawer Z, Garysburg, one word, North Carolina, 27831. I think that's right, yeah, 27831. And then also you can go online. If you go to rsmbc.com, which is Roanoke Salem's homepage, if you go there and click on, uh, when, when you open up RS, rsmbc.com, you select that. When the page, when the screen opens up, you'll be on the first page, and across the top, you'll see a tab that says giving. If you select that tab that says giving, another page, another screen will open up and then you will be instructed on how you can give safely and securely online. Many of you do so, and we thank you so much for your continued generous giving. So with that said, we just want to now prepare our hearts and minds uh, for the morning prayer, and then we will have a sermonic selection, and then we'll continue on. So let us turn our, our eyes, uh, let's close our eyes and bow our heads, please, and open our spiritual hearts to God. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit, the Trinity of Jehovah God, just for blessing us to see this new day. And on this particular uh, day, Lord, the first day of a new week, we've got to say thank you because we realize, Lord, that we didn't keep ourselves. We didn't help ourselves completely from last Sunday to this Sunday. We didn't protect ourselves from dangers, both seen and unseen. Lord God, we didn't put all the food on our table. Yeah, we may have worked or we may get a check and we may have gone to the store to buy it and we may have even been the ones that prepared it. But Lord, if it had not been for you giving us life and energy and keeping us safe and keeping our minds fresh and focused and alert, none of those things would be possible. Lord, there are people in the world right now who don't even know they're in the world because their minds are ravished with different types of sicknesses and diseases and ailments for whatever the many reasons may be. But Lord, somehow, some way in your divine providence uh, and in your sovereignty, Lord, you have decided to allow us to still have uh, minds that are clear and focused. And even if we're forgetful a little bit, Lord, maybe not as sharp as we once were, as long as we can keep our minds stayed on you, Lord Jesus, we know that we are in the right place. Thank you, Lord, for keeping us. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us, providing for what we need, our, our emotional needs, our, our physical needs, Lord, providing the resources that we need to live the comfortable life. The houses we have, well, we call them ours, the cars we drive, the whatever money we may have in the bank, Lord, the clothes we wear, uh, the tools we use, TVs and CDs and smartphones and computers, all of that stuff, Lord, is just stuff you give us to allow us to live more comfortable lives, but it all belongs to you. It's not ours, it's yours. And Lord, those of us who are wise, spiritually recognize 
that every good and perfect gift comes from you. We're praying for those who are sick and afflicted in their bodies, Lord, that you'll touch and heal, whether you do it through miracles, whether you do it through medical science, because medical science also belongs to you. Man knows no more than what you allow us to know. And so all the knowledge that we have, it comes from you. So we thank you. Lord, praying for those who are uh, sick and diseased in their mental mind, Lord, that there are true mental health illnesses. Lord God, not only can you heal miraculously, but you've given us, again, knowledge because we have psychologists and psychiatrists who you've given knowledge and they have now trained and studied the human mind and they know how to help us, Lord, in most cases with whatever issues we may have. So we thank you, Lord, and, and I encourage people to, to go to psychiatrists, go to psychologists when they need help, Lord. Don't be ashamed or embarrassed. That's not a lack of faith. That's common sense. That's knowing, Lord, that you are the one who put these people right here with us to help us. And then, Lord, you will add your super to their natural, and we will be healed. Lord God, we're praying for, again, those ravaged by COVID-19 all over the world, especially in India and China, excuse me, India and Japan, where uh, the disease is just really at terribly high rates and people are dying. And it's worse in India even than it is in Japan. And still it's terrible everywhere in those two nations. And so, Lord God, we pray for a change. Thank you for all the other nations of the world that are giving resources of any kind to help support those two nations. But Lord God, again, the world belongs to you and you have control over everything. We ask you to, to take it away. Take COVID away, Lord. Take it out of your world. In the meantime, thank you for the vaccines you provided for those who've gotten those. And for those who haven't gotten vaccines, Lord God, bless them and keep them and protect them as well. Some say it's because they're standing in faith in you and others just simply say they don't trust uh, the government with these vaccines. But Lord, you protect them. You keep a hedge protection around them from the crowns of their heads to the soles of their feet so that not only will they be protected, but then they'll also be uh, shielded. We will be shielded from others who may get it and not know they have it because they've been tested or haven't been vaccinated. So it comes out being a win-win, Lord, if you are involved in it. So we just thank you again for this day and this opportunity to be back in the house of worship. And we pray again for all those who are uh, celebrating the lives of someone that they loved and lost, especially those who gave their life in service to others. Lord God, may their deaths not be in vain. Bless the leadership of this nation at every, in, at every level, Lord, federal, state, and local. And may those who are close, who are men and women of God, the saints of God, be close to those who are decision makers. Lord, we can't make them do anything, but we can tell them the truth from your word and pray that they will take sound godly counsel. And we know even if they don't, Lord, you're still in control. And ultimately, your will shall be done. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to have our sermonic selection now, and then we will continue on.
I want to share with you that um, we had the homegoing celebration for Deacon Woodrow Wilson Harding Jr., affectionately known to most of us as Sonny on, here on Friday. And just want to thank those who were able to be here to support the family. Uh, he will be greatly missed personally and by our church family and in the community. He did so much for so many people. And of course, he was the rock. He was the foundation of our music ministry here at Roanoke-Salem for many, many years. Our uh, minister of music, our lead musician for many, many years. Um, but he taught those behind him well. Those who um, cared to listen and to learn, he taught them well. So Sonny's legacy continues on, and, and, and you, this particularly Steve, uh, you see behind you, and his, his legacy continues on. Uh, he, he was able to see Steve and Elijah and Marvin and Ricky all play together, and he was so happy about uh, how they came together as a musical unit, and it pleased him very much. So uh, we just want to let you know that we thank you and that Sonny will never, ever, ever be forgotten. And he lives within all of us. Uh, one of our other church members, Sister um, Jean Sykes, lost a nephew, and uh, her nephew's name was David Lee Richardson. So please keep um, Jean and her family, um, the Richardson family, keep them lifted up in your prayers. We continue to pray for Mr. Garland Stevenson and his family, the homegoing celebration of his brother yesterday. You, we all know Mr. Garland. Here he comes and sings with us, and he's married to our associate minister, uh, Sister Gloria Stevenson. And so uh, we are so uh, grateful for Mr. Garland and Gloria, their marriage, and uh, how they have blessed this church since he comes over and helps us a lot of times with the music and so supportive of his wife and just keep him lifted up and his family. Uh, and then certainly, last but not least, Sister Ar Arnethea Garner uh, lost a brother this past week and she, the, his homegoing services was yesterday out of state as well. So please keep Sister Arnethea and her family lifted up in prayer as well. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you now for this opportunity to preach and teach your word. Let me preach and teach with clarity and conviction, and I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer, in Jesus' name, amen. If you will, please turn to the book of Acts in the New Testament, the book of Acts in the New Testament, and we're going to go to the second chapter, verses 25 through 28. I'm reading from the New International Version, Acts, the second chapter, the Acts of the Apostles, the, form, the formal, formal name of that book, the Acts of the Apostles, uh, chapter 25 through 28. Excuse me, chapter 2, verses 25 through 28. This is Peter speaking. This is the apostle Peter speaking. He said, David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Verse 26, therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices, my body also will live in hope. Verse 27, because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. And then finally, verse number 28. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with 
joy in your presence. Just for a few minutes, let us reason together from this thought. Keep our eyes on Jesus. Keep our eyes on Jesus. The murder of George Floyd has united millions of people around the world uh, trying to make this world a better place and a safer place to live. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. But we have to understand and we have to appreciate that goodwill by itself is not going to change the evil that is in the minds and the spiritual hearts of some people. Some people just have it in their minds to do evil, to, to hurt and harm folks. And so goodwill alone is not going to change that because if it was, the world would be a better place already. Last Thursday, I participated in a day of reflection event in Gaston here in Northampton County. And when I spoke, I said that it seems to me that we the people have forgotten how to be humane to one another, H-U-M-A-N-E. We have forgotten how to be humane to one another. There is clearly a growing disregard for having compassion, for having sympathy, for having consideration for one another. And I know I'm right about it because I can share a few examples with you. Um, we've had numerous shootings and killings right here in the Roanoke Valley just since the beginning of this calendar year. Uh, innocent children are murdered in road rage, road rage incidents. People are fighting on the ground and in the air, amen, over wearing masks in public spaces, literally fisticuffs about wearing masks in public spaces. There is gridlock between Democrats and Republicans in, in Washington, D.C., and, and, and when there's gridlock, regardless of who the president is, it creates anxiety and anger and, and fear among citizens, and, and it even threatens the stability of this country. Here are a few more examples. Unarmed and mentally ill citizens are still dying at the hands of some law enforcement officers. But it's not just one way, you know, and a lot of times when we hear people talk about policing policies and, and police abuse, it, it's, it's almost as if it's, 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 it's just them doing it to citizens. But no, it works the other way, too, because law enforcement officers are being targeted and shot and killed by citizens as they're just trying to do their jobs. Efforts to stop or slow down the infections and the death rate from COVID-19. They've been successful. Those efforts have been successful in, in some parts of the world, but, but India and Japan right now, they remind us that this pandemic is far from over. If we only had human ingenuity and human ability to depend on, we would be absolutely hopeless. Why? Because for centuries, human beings have created most of the problems in the world. Amen. And then we work like crazy trying to fix the problems that we created. We've been successful. We have. We've been successful in solving some of our problems, but, but overall, we have failed to make things right by ourselves. 
We've been very successful in some specific areas, but overall, we fail many times to make things right, to fix our problems by ourselves. But here's the good news. There is a living source greater than human beings that can do what we can't do for ourselves. Amen. That source greater than man is Jehovah God. He is the Father, the Son, Jesus Christ, and he's the Holy Ghost. He is the one who created humanity, and he loves all humanity. Jehovah sits high on his heavenly throne, but thank God that he looks down below and he sees us and he hears us. And if any person is willing to humble herself or humble himself and ask Jehovah for help, he will give you the help that you need. May not come when you want him to, but I'm a living witness. He's always on time. In these days of rage and turmoil and uncertainty, we don't have to be anxious and we don't have to be angry. It's not an either or. We don't have to be either one of those two things. We need to keep our eyes on Jesus. Now, focusing on Jesus is the lesson from Acts chapter 2, verses 25 through 28. After Jesus rose from the dead, he spent time with his apostles and other disciples, and then he went on back to heaven. Now, just really quickly, all of us who become, all of us who give our lives to Jesus Christ, we all become disciples of Jesus. When he walked on this earth, every person who followed him, who decided to trust in what he said and start trying to live their lives as Jesus was telling them and teaching them to do. All of those folks were disciples, but he had 12 disciples that he had handpicked to walk with him, and we call those 12 people his apostles. Now, they're disciples too. We all are, but the, the apostles of Jesus are those 12 handpicked disciples that walked with him and spent his, with, they were with him during his three years of his ministry here on this earth. So, after he rose from the dead, Jesus showed himself to his apostles and to other disciples, and then he went back to heaven. But before he did, he told the apostles to go to Jerusalem and wait there. And they did exactly what Jesus told them to do. On the day of Pentecost, 120 disciples, including the 12 apostles, they were all gathered together in an upper room when God the Holy Spirit suddenly appeared. He hovered over the 120 and he gave them the ability to speak in foreign languages. There were people gathered in Jerusalem for the, for the celebration from all over the, uh, the, 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 the world at that time, all over the area of that part of the, what we now call the Middle East, and they represented many different nations. And they were standing outside below the building where the upper room was, but the people standing outside below, they could hear those 120 disciples praising Jesus. And they were proclaiming Jesus in the language of every nation that was represented, even though some of those people in those up in that 120 upper room, they never spoke those languages in their lives. It was the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. And after a little while, the 120 came down from the upper room, and, and then they joined the huge crowd waiting outside. As the 12 apostles stood together outside, Peter began to speak. 
Peter was empowered by the Holy Spirit, and, and he boldly preached how God the Father sent Jesus Christ into this world. Peter talked about the signs and the wonders that Jesus did, and, and Peter said that God the Father allowed sinful men to murder Jesus on Calvary's cross. Amen. But then he turned around and raised him from the dead. Now, if you read it for yourself, Peter actually is very bold because he points uh, an accusing fingers. He said, he said, you all killed Jesus. He said, yeah, you, you, you killed Jesus, but it wasn't that you killed him. It was that God the Father allowed him to be murdered because he, of course, washed away our sins. Peter was very bold, and then he made a sudden change in what he was saying when he got to verse number when we get to verse number 25 he begins to he kind of unexpectedly brought king david into the conversation now everybody there knew who king david was and they knew his history and they celebrated david they revered david as a patriot peter makes it clear that david in his lifetime gave honor and glory to jesus christ when he praised Jehovah God. We know Jesus did not live in David's day, but when David was praising Jehovah God, he was also giving honor to Jesus because David understood that God the Father and his future coming son Jesus were one and the same. The Lord had revealed that to David. So by submitting to God the Father, David also submitted to the future king, Jesus Christ. Now, now, I want to now bring that to our present-day situation. Just like David kept his eyes on Jesus through his obedience to and, and following the Father, we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. He's the same Lord and Savior yesterday, today, and forever. And in verses 25 through 28, Peter is speaking to the crowd what David said. So let's look at what David said, according to Peter, in verses 25 through 28, David gives us five reasons to keep our eyes on Jesus. Number one, Jesus is our security. That's from verse number 25. He's ever-present. He's everywhere at the same time, all the time, and, and he's our peace and he's our protector. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3 says, but the Lord Jesus Christ is faithful. He will establish you and guard you from the evil one. So the first reason we need to, in the present day modern world, keep our eyes on Jesus Christ is because he is our security. Reason number two, Jesus is our hope. That's from verse number 26. Jesus is our security. We don't have to wait on Congress because we have hope in Jesus Christ. Psalm 130, verse 5 says, I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. That's what we've got to do. Sometimes we just have to wait on him. Yeah, we get anxious about things going on. We want to see things change, and we want to see this person not do what they do, and we get mad at people say certain things. They get on our nerves, and, and people make comments that we feel are threatening, and, you know, then there's all the negativity. But what we got to do is just like uh, the psalmist did in Psalm 30, I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. So even while I wait, I still have hope 
I'm not waiting in darkness or despair or anxiety. I'm waiting with a hopeful, positive attitude because I know God is able. Here's the third reason we should keep our eyes on Jesus. Jesus promises eternity in heaven. That's from verse number 27. Still in, still talking about Acts, the second chapter, verses 25 through 28. This is from verse number 27. The third reason to keep our eyes on Jesus is that Jesus promises eternity in heaven. If we die in sin, the grave and a burning hell wait for us. If we die in faith in Jesus, we live with him forever. How do I know that? Because in the gospel of St. John chapter 6 verse 47, Jesus said himself, most assuredly I say to you, whoever believes in me has everlasting life with me. Jesus said, whoever believes in me has everlasting life with me. Here's the fourth reason we should keep our eyes on Jesus. It's because he is our example. That's from verse number 28. The paths of life that David referred to, remember now, if you read 25 through 28, when you get to verse 28, David says, you taught me the paths of life. The paths of life that he's referring to is talking about instruction in righteousness. The paths of life talks about the instruction in how to live holy. And as I said Friday, holiness is simply this. When we want our words and our thoughts and our actions to, to be pleasing to the Lord Jesus, we are, we're holy. We don't always live in ways that are holy. But when our hearts desire, just like David, the, the word says that David was a man after God's own heart. Why was that? Matter of fact, God himself said that about David, said he's a man after my Why? Because even in his, uh, with his shortcomings and his failings, David had a desire that his, his thoughts and his words and his actions be pleasing unto the Lord. And when you and I have the desire of heart and do our very best to, to try to make sure as best we can that our thoughts and our words and our actions are pleasing to the Lord, then we are holy in God's eyes. He knows we can't do it by ourselves. That's why the blood of Jesus covers us. But, but he is our example, the fourth reason why we should keep our eyes on him. David said, you taught me the path of righteousness. St. John chapter 13 and 34, Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. So one of the things we have to do if we're going to walk that path in righteousness and if we're going to be obedient to the Lord Jesus is we've got to learn to agape love one another. Agape love one another. Give each other a break. Show each other some grace. Show each other some mercy. Be patient and kind. Yeah, folk do get on. You hear people say this all the time. Somebody get on my nerves. Well, you know what? You get on somebody's nerves sometime too. We all get on each other's nerves. But those of us in Christ have to realize that the person's nerves that we should and we do get on the most would be the Lord himself if it were not for his agape unconditional forgiving love. So Jesus is our example and we have to follow him. Here's the fifth reason why we should keep our eyes on Jesus. Jesus is our joy. And again, that's from verse number 28. From verse 28, Jesus is our joy. When we keep our eyes and our minds on Jesus, we have joy regardless of the troubles 
in our lives. We have joy regardless of the troubles in this world. When I say keep our eyes on Jesus, I'm not only talking about not saying physically that, but I'm saying keep a mental focus. Keep our spiritual eyes and our mental focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we do that, we can have joy in spite of whatever trouble or chaos is going on with us or around us. Amen. St. John chapter 15, verse number 11. This is what Jesus said. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be made full. Man, that's powerful. Jesus said, I've taught you and I've spoken these things to you so that my joy will be in you and your joy will be made full. What does that mean if Jesus says he wants our joy to be full? That means he wants us to be joyful in spite of whatever's going on around us. That means we can have joy in all situations. As we've heard, I've heard many great men and women of God teach and preach, happiness depends on the situation. Happiness comes from external factors. Joy comes from within. And the word says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. We can have joy if we choose to have joy. We don't have to be depressed and angry and sad and anxious all the time. You can live that way if you want to, but you're not living your best life if you choose to live that way because that's not of God. And Jesus himself said, I will give you joy so that you may be full of joy. Amen. 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 I close with this. We won't overcome our problems by having millions of followers on YouTube or Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, I know people like to be popular and like to be celebrities, and we think they got it going on because they're always showing us pictures of their traveling here and they're doing there. But I promise you, in their quiet moments, when it's nobody but them and the Lord, some of those people are some of the most miserable folks in the world because all that money, all that bling, all that, that, that celebrity status, there's some things it just cannot do for you. There are some things that money cannot buy. And everybody that smiles in your face ain't your friend, no way. So having millions of followers on YouTube ain't worth a hill of beans if they're not folks who will come to your rescue when you really need them. Amen. We won't overcome our problems by having millions of dollars in any bank. Yes, money does make life easier. Yes, money can bring some pleasures to life. But you know like I know, and I use the example many, many times, you, there are some physical and mental illnesses and diseases that there is no amount of money to buy a medical cure for them. So what's your money doing you then? So what? You got $100 million in the bank. You also have a medical condition that the doctors say, there's nothing we can do for this. So your money's worthless. You can it might make you be more comfortable, but it won't reverse and help you heal from what it is that's actually going on with the problem you have. No, that's not, going, that's not what's going to help us overcome our problems. We won't overcome our problems by trusting in Joe Biden, amen, Mitch McConnell, amen, or the U.S. Supreme Court. Government is not the answer to overcoming our problems. I'm not saying we should ignore government. I'm not saying we should overthrow government. I'm not saying we don't need government. I'm saying don't put your trust and confidence in government alone. We won't overcome our problems by trusting in what companies like Apple or Amazon or Microsoft might create next. That's not going to overcome our problems. We will overcome our problems by keeping our eyes on Jesus Christ because he and he alone has all authority. He has all dominion. He has all power over every person and everything in this world. 
if we live to please Jesus, he will supply all of our daily needs. Whatever problems you may have, I dare you to try Jesus. Amen. Right now, today, whatever's going on in your life, I don't care how jacked up it is, whatever you've been doing up to this point can't be working because you still got the issue, right? I dare you to try Jesus Christ. Let, tell him for seven days, Lord Jesus, if you're real, you take care of this. You, you, you begin to turn my life around. I dare you to try Jesus. Keep your eyes on him. Why? Because he and he alone can make things right. Because he and he alone is the one who is qualified, certified, bona fide to do what needs to be done. What you and I as human beings cannot do, Jesus and Jesus alone will do. Why? Because he came here down through 42 generations. He came here and gave his life on a cross for you and I. He took the sins of the entire world, past, present, and future, your sins and my sins, upon himself. Why? For no other reason than, number one, he loved us, and number two, he wanted us to have the opportunity to be in heaven when we die, because we're all going to die one day. Whether we die a physical death or whether the Lord comes back and takes us away, we're all going to die one day. But Jesus wanted to give us all the opportunity to make sure that heaven will be our eternal resting place. So he came and died on the cross, and he took the penalty, and he was punished for my sins and your sins. And then he went down into a borrowed tomb and stayed there. But early on that Sunday morning we call Easter, Jesus Christ got up with all power in his hands in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And he is now still this very day the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He's the Savior of the world. He's the Savior of your soul. Nobody loves you like Jesus. And nobody can do you like Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Church family, I, I keep, and I know some of you all say, well, Reverend Horsey, you pretty much have preached that message before. Yeah, you're right, and I'm going to keep on preaching it because we're in a time now where we need to stay focused on what the real deal is. There's too much happening day by day, hour by hour, that would throw us and get our attention off of what's important. Above and beyond everything else that we do have to deal with on a daily basis, I'm saying to you, keep your eyes on Jesus and you will have peace. You will have security. You will have provision and protection because he said he would. Jesus, did, Jesus said everybody can get saved if they want to, but that's everybody's choice. That's why I don't get upset about folk that don't want to get saved, don't believe in God. God, the Jesus already said that's their choice. Don't you worry about that. You just do what's right. And the promise, like I now. Being Christianity is not part of an exclusive group, but membership does have its privilege. The promise of the Lord Jehovah God is that he will take care of his own. Not everybody. He will take care of his own. But everybody can become part of his own if you choose to. It's up to you. Amen. If you've heard this message and this, you feel the movement of the Holy Spirit on your heart to give your life to Jesus in this very moment in time, then please repeat this simple prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Please forgive me for my sins. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you rose from the dead. I ask you now to be my personal Lord and Savior. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are now saved. 
and your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And whenever you take your last side, your last breath on this side of eternity, heaven is going to be your home. You are now a saint of the living God. And while you're yet still living right now, all the promises of God are now available to you upon your confession of faith in Jesus Christ. Don't let the world and situations in the world distract you from what's the real truth. Keep your eyes, keep your mental focus on Jesus Christ. Do your best to live a life that pleases him, and he'll take care of the rest. He promised that he would, and he's not a man that he should lie. Amen. I'm going to give the benediction, and we're going to go home. Thank you, Sister Lillian. Come on, let's thank the Lord for Lillian being here today and singing so beautifully. Thank you, Lillian. And thank you to the musicians. Thank you to everybody that's here. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest room and about with us henceforth and forevermore. Amen. Let the church say Be blessed in the Lord this week. Be blessed in the Lord this week. Amen.